Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Don Brown. He's the CEO of LifeOmic. His first company was acquired by EDS in 1986. He founded Software Artistry in 1988, which became the software company in India, the first one to ever go public, and was later acquired by IBM for $200 million. Don then founded and served as CEO of Interactive Intelligence, which went public in 99 and was acquired by Genesis Telecommunications Laboratories in 2016 for $1.4 billion. He's an active technology and business advisor, investor, and philanthropist. In 2016, Don donated $30 million for the establishment of the Brown Immunotherapy Center at the Indiana University School of Medicine. He received a bachelor's in physics from Indiana University in 78, a master's in computer science in 82, and also an MD from Indiana University in 85, and a master's in biotech from the Johns Hopkins University. Don, apart from being an amazing entrepreneur and business leader and philanthropist, is an outdoorsman who loves hiking, rock climbing, skiing, and snowshoeing with his eight children, especially in and around Park City, Utah. He was named Sangamore of the Wabash by Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels in 2012. I'm excited to dive into his thoughts and ideas today. And with that, I want to open up the microphone to Don to fill in any of the blanks of the intro that I may have missed. Welcome, Don. Nice to be here, Saul. Thank you for that uh, very gracious introduction. Don, how do you do it all? <laughs> oh, it sounds more impressive than it really is. I, I think it's, it's a lifetime's uh, worth of, of work, a, a lot of it, and uh, very little sleep, maybe. <laughs> Love it. So tell me about what you're up to today, and uh, firstly, why you got into the medical sector. Well, I was accepted into an MD-PhD program after uh, undergrad, and it wasn't because I was interested in medicine. It was uh, the most convenient way to stay in school as long as possible. So uh, I really uh, (laughs) figured I'd end up being a medical researcher, but started a little software company as I was uh, finishing up med school and took an unexpected uh, direction off into the software industry. Fascinating. And so... You took that direction, you went forth with it, you've created a lot of interesting companies that are doing a lot of good. But what do you think today is a hot topic that needs to be on leaders' agendas, and how are you approaching that? Well, when my most recent company was sold about three years or so ago, it gave me a chance to do something that I've wanted to for a long time, and that's to get back into the life sciences, into uh, something having to do with healthcare. But I have to say that when I did, I was shocked at how primitive the technology infrastructure was, badly out of date. I had spent the last 30 years helping companies uh, make the transition to the cloud, uh, consolidate a a bunch of ancient legacy systems, really move into the future in terms of process automation. And it has been shocking to see how antiquated the infrastructure is in healthcare. It definitely is, Don. So are you having some plans to to change that? 
Well, you know, we're, we're taking our shot. I initially thought when I started the company that we would do some sort of genetic uh, testing uh, service. But very quickly, we gravitated to doing what my team knew best, which was building a, a cloud platform. And mm -hmm. pa platform with a capital P, where that implies that there's an open, restful API, uh, you know, extreme scalability, security, reliability, extensibility. So uh, fortunately, we found some fertile ground for uh, that sort of technology platform at my alma mater at the, the uh, Indian University School of Medicine and their uh, precision health initiative uh, that involves a number of cancer teams. Well, that's really exciting. Um, and I think for the listener's sake, I mean, would, would you want to share a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, a few years ago, IU had announced that uh, they were going to focus on an area called precision medicine. Yes. Uh, the, the idea of taking what we know about your, uh, you specifically, your, uh, the DNA sequence you were born with, you know, other uh, kind of low-level attributes, and tailoring your healthcare experience based on, on that very personal information as opposed to the traditional kind of trial and error that we're often uh, reduced to in, in healthcare. So um, IU had visualized this future, especially in cancer treatment, where you would use these sources of, of data to tailor treatment, but they really didn't have a technology infrastructure for it, a place where they could aggregate all this information. They had conceptualized it as something they called a data commons, and it's exactly what we were uh, building. So it ended up being a, a very nice partnership. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, um, last year, Don, I teamed up with some of the folks at IU with their Center for Agile Implementation, and, and we did a, a conference together, the Healthcare Thinkathon. They're doing it again this year on their own. And uh, wow, I was just impressed with the people that I met and got to connect with at IU. Some forward thinkers and a little mini Silicon Valley happening there for sure. Yeah, well, we've got some great people, a lot of smart people. You know, of course, uh, Indianapolis is also home to Lilly and Roche. That's right. Uh, so there's a, a, a very significant uh, healthcare industry there, a lot of knowledge. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, tell us, um, have you guys gotten any results? Have you done work uh, that you could speak to and how you've done it differently to improve outcomes? Yeah, uh, you know, our initial work has been, as I said, with some uh, cancer disease teams. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, a team there that uh, has done a lot of work in uh, triple negative uh, breast cancer. Uh, Milan and Brian are the, the names of the, the re clinical researchers, just brilliant, great guys. And so uh, they're working on a number of findings uh, that uh, they've been investigating using our platform, but they've loaded terabytes of data on, I think it's roughly a thousand women with uh, breast cancer, trying to understand, you know, why some will respond well to therapy and, and others won't. And we, we know the answers in the, the data there, but it's a, a matter of finding it. So what would you say your proudest leadership experience has been now that you're back in healthcare? Well, it was humbling and but very gratifying to uh, announce the immunotherapy center. That was something that meant a lot to me. Just recently, I'd uh, gone through the, the biotech program at Johns Hopkins 
and uh, was blown away by the advancements in immunotherapy for cancer treatment. And so it was really wonderful just to be able to contribute to that, to be able to fund a, um, an immunotherapy center at the School of Medicine, and hopefully to do some cool things with it and ultimately save people's lives. Yeah, that's very meaningful, Don. And and so if you think about today and you know all the things that you have going on, what would you say is the one project that you're most excited about? Well, you know, unexpectedly, given what I've talked about so far, the thing that I'm ex- excited about is kind of a mobile dimension to what we're doing. Okay. Uh, it's something we didn't imagine at all in the beginning. We thought we would be concentrating on what I've described to you, a cloud platform where mm-hmm. mainly researchers could aggregate information. But we're coming to realize that there's another important source of information that uh, needed in healthcare, and that's obviously the patient. Yes. And increasingly, as patients, as, as people, we're walking around with telemetry. You know, we, uh, for one thing, we always have our mobile devices with us, but now some of those mobile devices are able to monitor our heart rates, you know, our heart rate variability, our glucose, our oxygen saturation. So we came to really believe that that mobile dimension was uh, important. And so it's kind of uh, opened up a new arm of uh, our whole effort where we we initially built a a little mobile app to tie into our platform that was focused on something that I'm a big fan of, which is intermittent fasting. And we, we thought we would have, you know, two or 3,000 people <laughs> try the app. I, last week, we passed 350,000 users. Is that right? It's one of the top 100 health and fitness apps in <laughs> Apple's uh, app store. It's unbelievable. So the, the focus of it is intermittent fasting? Yeah, it's something I'd really gotten into. I, I read uh, in, in, during my graduate program probably 100 papers on the underlying molecular uh, basis of interventions like uh, intermittent fasting. but So we did this app. We had uh-huh. it just blown up on us. And so now we're <laughs> kind of uh, doubling down. We're building a, a second generation app that we're calling Life Extend that uses our platform. It is It kind of gamifies practices that are known to improve health outcomes. Yeah. You know, it's it's not rocket science uh, uh, anymore. We know that eating a lot of plant-based material makes you healthier. Uh, exercising, moving your butt makes you healthier. Mm-hmm. Getting enough sleep, trying to take steps to uh, de-stress your, your life or, or your day. And then metabolic interventions like either time-restricted eating, where you just eat within a certain window, or intermittent fasting, where you periodically just skip a, a meal. We know that those improve insulin sensitivity, they reduce risk of cancer, of diabetes, of all sorts of other diseases. And so uh, we're um, building this app, we'll be rolling it out uh, this summer. Uh, Like our fasting app, it'll be a free app that you can just go and search on the app store under Lifeomic for, but we're really excited about it and using that with our cloud platform and the machine learning, the AI capabilities we have to be able to really deliver on the promise of personalized or precision medicine. That's fabulous. And the opportunity that's there is is just enormous. 
with the cost of care going through the roof, employers struggling to keep up with it. I mean, this sounds like some would be a very good tool. We think so. I'm as excited about it as anything I've done in my career. So that's, I'm that's so great. I, yeah, I'm getting up in the middle of the night writing feature documents. I'm <laughs> doing daily uh, the the progress. I think my team is getting sick of me, but we're we're having a lot of fun, and we really do think that we can do something that that helps people, that helps bend the curve. Well, you guys certainly are making a difference, Don, and it's exciting to think what the future holds with folks like you and your team, you know, the the experience that you have with cloud technology and, and knowing what is possible and challenging us in healthcare to go to what is possible is, is really uh, an exciting prospect. So kudos to you and your team for that. Well, thank you. We're, we're having a lot of fun. There is a lot of work to be done, but there's tremendous opportunity. So let's get to the lightning round part of this, uh, of this episode, Don. Okay. A couple of questions for you, followed by a book you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Sure. All right. Well, how do you improve outcomes? What's the best way? Man, I think I, that's what I've spent the last 20 minutes uh, giving my opinion <laughs> on. I think it starts with having a simple, common information uh, infrastructure, a, a platform that every other industry has. It's just so blindingly obvious. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know uh, there are a lot of uh, religious and political issues in uh, trying to resolve it. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Not thinking big trying to make incremental adjustments or improvements to a flawed system is just crazy. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Well, you roll that change. You use that change. I mean, that's, that's what we're hoping to do. We're leveraging that change. We want to be that change. Love that. And what is the one area of focus that drives everything at Life Omic? We're a tech company, so you know we're always uh, adopting the the latest technologies, latest machine learning services. Uh, we're really excited about uh, uh, graphical machine learning techniques that we're starting to adopt in our large data sets. Uh, so that's that's the big focus for us. Love it. So I've got two new ones here that I've been asking, Don. Uh, the first one is, what is your number one health habit? Intermittent fasting. So when do you do it and how do you do it? You know, at its simplest level, it's just giving yourself a break from whenever you finish dinner to whenever you finish breakfast. So I haven't had breakfast yet today. I'm roughly at about 16 hours from dinner uh -huh. uh, till when I'll have breakfast. And that's a nice fast. So I try to do that most days of the week. Very cool. So, so, so a 16-hour gap between the end of dinner and breakfast. Yeah, hmm. it comes down to that. And you read how many papers on this? <laughs> <laughs> at least a hundred. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Uh, listeners, something to think about. A little, a little intermittent fasting may help you. And, and if you, uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, the show notes will be available. We'll have links to the apps that Don has shared with us, the, the intermittent fasting app and also Life Extend, so you can extend your life. And obviously, the work that he's doing with his team at Life Omic. What is your number one success habit? Oh, just learning. You know, I'm, I'm always reading something. I'm always learning. I just have a sense of impatience that there's a lot I want to do in my life. And uh, I, I'm just always uh, kind of uh, on the edge of my seat looking for something new to, to learn. 
That's wonderful. That's a fantastic quality, Don. And, and uh, I definitely share that with you. It's, it's important to, to stay plugged in, always learning. So incredible. It's exciting what you guys are up to. Thrilling to know what, what the prospect of your work is going to do for, for patients and people in our country and across the world. Before we conclude, though, I'd love to hear uh, what your favorite book is. Well, my favorite general book uh, is David Copperfield. That's the greatest book of all time. But in, <laughs> in terms of uh, business, uh, Exponential Organizations is just a, a wonderful book that really explains kind of the problems that most organizations have in adopting innovation. Love that. Great recommendation, Don. And what would your closing thought be for our listeners today and the best place for them to learn more about what you're up to? Well, I, I think collectively for us in healthcare, we've just got to recognize that we've got a broken system. We've got a mess. And as I said earlier, we're not going to increment our way out of that mess. We've got to think big, come up with a kind of an interstate highway project for healthcare that provides the common sense plumbing that would be so easy to build. So to the extent listeners are interested in Lifomic, they can certainly go to uh, our website. There's uh, uh, plenty of information up there. But I, I do suggest that you uh, check out intermittent fasting and uh, consider uh, our app as a vehicle for you. Outstanding, Don. Listen, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and, and uh, learning about the things that you guys are up to. Thank you so much for, for carving out the time. And uh, we're definitely rooting for you and your team to continue making the big changes that you want to make in healthcare. Well, thanks, Saul. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.